Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. Reach my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way it works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. We got a special episode coming up here today. We have Joel Thomas's dad. Joel is from Vantessa. You guys listen to his music all the time because his music is the outro music for this show. Well, he was on the show a while ago, actually, The Devil's in the Music. I forget what episode number that is, but that was a fantastic episode and everybody fell in love with Joel Thomas at that point. But during that episode, Joel talked about his dad and how his dad was part of the satanic group and how that all turned out. And I knew right there I needed to talk to his dad. And now I got the opportunity to do so. So here is Charlie, Joel's dad, talking about how he got involved in Satanism and how he went from Satanism to being a pastor of a church and all the things that he's seen in his years, including demonic possessions. Let's get to Charlie right now. Okay, today we got a special guest on the show. We have Charlie. Charlie, sir, how are you? I'm doing great today. Thank you. So, Charlie, uh, I want to introduce you a little different than I normally do for my show for guests because uh, even though you've never been on the show, you have a history with the show because your son was on the show and uh, your son is actually a really good friend of mine. he goes by Joel Thomas online, and he's a he's a musician. And uh, he was in my studio, 
and we did a whole day of recording together. And uh, that episode, if people want to listen to it again, it was called uh, The Devils in the Music. And uh, Joel came on and, and shared how his life had had come together and the things that he got involved in. Uh, but he mentioned you on that show and about how uh, you're a pastor now, but before you were a pastor, before you were a Christian, you were involved in, uh, you know, a, a, basically a satanic cult of some kind. And, and uh, you, you've had these different experiences before you became a Christian. And then you've had other experiences after. And so we're just, I, I when he told me about you, I was just thinking, I got to get this guy on the show. It sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like somebody I need to talk to. So I really do appreciate you coming on to, to share with us. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So if you want, just start us off, uh, it, maybe like, uh, you know, before Christ, how, how things were going in your life, because uh, you and I were just talking and you, and you have some stories of uh, an experience with a wizard and the occult. Uh, if you could just kind of lay out what life was like and these stories that you, that you had to share with us leading up to your conversion uh, into, into the faith of Christianity. Uh, I was from a small city in South Carolina, very athletic in high school, popular. And I received a basketball scholarship to play at a small college in North Carolina. And so my first year, I lettered in basketball and track as a freshman and uh, no involvement in drugs. My second year, I came back to school. There was a, a friend of mine that played on the basketball team that they let his hair grow long in the summer. And I walked into his room and uh, he'd play in a, a, a rock group called Led Zeppelin. And I was the soul man. I'd never heard rock music. And he had... Uh, flashing lights and was beating what I thought were drumsticks on his desk and asking what happened. He said, man, uh, I started doing drugs last summer and you can find life in drugs. And uh, so I kind of got curiosity about the best of me and I began to ask around, maybe I could get high. So I walked in his room one afternoon after ball practice. He played basketball too and said, open your mouth. And I did. He threw a half a tablet of Osley LSD down my throat. And the first time I got high, I took the trip on acid. It scared me to death. Uh, but uh, the next day when I ran to the group on campus that got high, they told me I'd taken a trip and that, uh, heard I did a good job. So slowly I began to smoke a little weed and uh, take some trips from that year. Uh, I went pretty heavy in drugs. Uh, over the next few years, I took LSD, psilocybin, peyote, mescaline, uh, drank a lot, smoked a lot, but still went to school. And I managed to uh, somehow finish school in uh, 1974, and I was heavily involved in drugs. I was college-educated and uh, kept on doing drugs. And uh, it got so bad that uh, I was uh, – uh, one of my calling cards was I was sitting on 150 kilos of marijuana with a spoon of cocaine uh, in my hand, and uh, that was my calling card and telling people this is what I could get. Uh, one night in a big city in North Carolina, I met a, a girl that was involved in all kind of illicit things and began to see her some. And one night after I'd let her snort cocaine and smoke pot and had a good time together, she looked at me and said, uh, Charles, you need to meet God. Now, I had a, a Christian background, but I wasn't converted. I wasn't saved, as the Bible says. And she caught my curiosity. She said, here's my number, and i got an older friend that can show, we can show you how to meet God. And out of curiosity, one day I called her up and she said, a man answered the phone. And I said, this is uh, Charles, Charlie. She said, he said, we've been expecting your call. 
uh, come by and see us anytime. Give us a call. So I called, and when I first came to the house, it was in a disheveled part of this large city, and I knocked on the back door, and this guy with a long beard and a, a that could pierce through you. And, and, and when I walked in the home, I felt something evil in the home. And for the next several visits, we'd snort coke, and I'd have a good time with the girl. But I looked around the room, and I noticed there were hand-painted pictures to Beelzebub, Prince Most High, God and our King. And uh, they began to talk to me, and the guy said he went to a trance one day with another voice. He began to tell me things about my life on the new. It scared me to death. And they told me there are two ways to get to heaven. One is the way the Christians go, but they had the better way. And they convinced me to take all the money I had in life, sell my car. Uh, the girl told me she wanted to marry me. And they had a little five-year-old kid that they were trained. They said they were training to be a prince of Satan. And they did all kinds of supernatural feats, and we were getting high. So I told my parents I was going to get married, uh, go out west and meet God. And, and I left with only $100 in my pocket. I gave them all my money, but $100 I hid my uh, wallet. After three days, uh, they said, we're going to pack up and leave and go to Arizona, and we'll show you the right way to meet God. And so uh, it was early in the morning, and halfway through the morning, they said, we're going to leave and go out for a while. We'll come back and get you. Well, one hour went to two hours to three hours. I looked on the back porch, and there are my suitcases with a note on it. Good luck, Charles. We owe everything we have to our God. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I've been set up, flim-flammed. All my money, but one hundred dollars. I was twenty-five years old, college educated, a drug addict, just messed up. And I said that day, if this is what life's all about, I'm going to take my life. I knew there was a bar about two blocks down the road. I could score drugs easily. I was going to buy a, a load of barbiturates, buy a six-pack of beer, write my parents a note, and check out of life. They left a little black and white TV along that sat in the corner of the house, and I turned it on just to turn it on. When I walked away, somebody said, somebody out there needs God. And I turned around. There was a preacher that told me that Christ loved me just the way I was, that he could change my life. If I asked him into my life, uh, he would uh, save me and change me. Now I began to cry freely, and uh, I asked God to, to Christ to come in my life and save me and to change me. And, uh, of course, I did it. But I had $100, where should I go? And I called a friend of mine that's a, a pastor in Charleston, South Carolina, and told him my story. He said, buddy, why about moving in with me and my wife and take a bus? And I had enough money to buy a bus ticket and went down to Charleston. And within a year, my life was totally changed. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, uh, so in the moment of of being fooled and seeing that, that man on the TV, was there ever a point that you felt like with that, with that, do you, all right, let me say, say it this way, looking back on it, do you think that you actually would have gone through with the suicide attempt at that moment? Or do you think that, um, maybe even, even if the TV wasn't on, there would have been something that came through to you that was just like, you know, basically coming back to your, your foundation of your Christian faith, or do you think that, that, you know, if it wasn't for that, that man on the TV, you wouldn't be here today. It's hard to tell. Uh, usually when I make my mind, I would do it. And I was so embarrassed. And, of course, I, I found out later I'd taken a friend of mine when I was trying to get all my money together and ripped him off. He'd paid two guys to uh, 
either beat me up or kill me. I found out later he kept hit on for nine months. So I don't know. But uh, uh, looking back, I, I think uh, God had drawn the lines and said, I want to become a part of your life. And, uh, and I did. And suddenly life changed radically. Wow. So when you went into that, that place the first time and you saw what was on the wall with Beelzebub, uh, did you have any inkling or idea what or who Beelzebub was in that moment? And did they, did they teach you that? Or was that something that really wasn't a whole lot talked about? Well, in my background, I, I, I went to church faithfully as, as a child and I've heard about it, but I never really got converted. And during my years in college, I began to read books by Carlos Castaneda talking about the teachings of Don Juan. I had a guy that I knew that was an athlete that was a, that was a wizard. And uh, I can remember one time in in, Ash, in North Carolina, uh, he called three or four of us outside. It's a Halloween. And he came out of the booth, had his cloak on. He was a wizard. And he put a rope in front of him and began to chant. And the rope rose up in the air and began to hiss like a snake and go back and forth for about 10 minutes. Scared us to death. And he was a wizard. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today.